U.S. media are reporting that the drone which killed three American troops in Jordan on Sunday may have been an Iranian-made Shahed attack drone. Tehran has denied involvement, but the U.S. has vowed to retaliate. For analysis on the attack and accusations by the U.S. of Iranian involvement, my colleague Katriona Perry talked to Michael Singh with the Washington Institute. He's a former senior director for Middle East affairs at the White House National Security Council. Well, I, I think the key thing for the president is that there has to be a very clear line uh, when it comes to the killing of American personnel. Uh, and so whatever responses he may have had in the past to attacks on U.S. facilities, attacks on U.S. interests, uh, any response to the killing of American servicemen needs to be much more significant so that Iran in particular, but also Iran's proxies, receive the message that this simply won't be tolerated. And so, look, in the past, we've been engaged in this sort of tit for tat with Iranian proxies. Uh, and I anticipate whatever the U.S. now does in retaliation will go well beyond those previous responses. Who do they target, though, Michael? You're talking about Iranian-backed proxies here, but yet the secretary and the president have said that they believe Iran trains these individuals, resources them, may have a role in the planning as well. Who does the U.S. target in that state point? Is it Iran or someone else? Well, that's, that's always the crux of this debate inside the U.S. government. I've, I've sat through many of these debates myself. And of course, there is a temptation to say, look, you know, Iran is, of course, willing to fight the last Iraqi or Syrian or Yemeni militiamen. Um, this is why they put a gun in their hands and say, you know, go fight, um, but is perhaps much more reluctant to take a, a risk that Iran itself might be targeted. But weighing against that, of course, is the worry that the U.S. response could fuel the very regional escalation we're seeking to avoid. And so that will be the tension inside the White House debate. I anticipate, though, that, yes, this will create a lot of pressure inside and outside to strike back against Iranian targets, maybe not inside Iran, but, you know, IRGC personnel, Iranian uh, facilities or vessels in the region, which was already under consideration before this. And those considerations are all military level considerations. I mean, there are plenty of sanctions against Iran at this point, which clearly haven't worked as a deterrent from the U.S. perspective. That's right. I, I think that sanctions won't be deemed an adequate response. You may see sanctions as part of an American response, but I think responding only with non-military measures, whether they be economic or diplomatic, uh, would be taken inside the U.S. as, as woefully insufficient. And so President Biden would come under significant pressure. But that's not to say that there won't be a combination of tools utilized here and that there won't be messages, frankly, uh, to Iran as part of whatever U.S. response comes. What's this all going to mean for the rest of the world then, Michael? Obviously, we have the situation in Ukraine as well, and emphasis and focus is now shifting to the Middle East. Well, you know, it'll be, it'll be quite complex because those states which are contributing to uh, the, the, the U.S.-led military engagement in the region, say those who are participating in Operation Prosperity Guardian, um, themselves may worry that they could be seen as easier targets for retaliation by Iran. And so... There'll be a number of states that will need to be acting now to safeguard their interests, their citizens, and so forth. And then in that broader picture, yes, we have seen a shift in global attention, no doubt, from Ukraine and even from the Indo-Pacific, as we call it, back to the Middle East, which is exactly the opposite of the, the dynamic and of the sort of flow of attention that American and Western officials have been hoping for. But, but I think that hopefully what we will see is that we are able to pay attention both to events in the Middle East 
as well as keep sustained attention to Ukraine. Um, and I think President Secretary Blinken's engagements recently, just today, in fact, uh, are meant in part to show that. We're hearing reports that an, a deal on further release of Israeli hostages and, and a temporary pause in fighting is close to agreement. Conflicting reports as to how close and, and who has signed up to that. But what impact will whatever action the US takes in this instance impact that deal? Well, look, obviously, Iran is not party to those talks, uh, nor are its proxies. And I think Iran would be very happy to see those uh, those discussions fail, because I think the longer the fighting goes on in Gaza, uh, the better it is for Iran. Iran feels as though it's making gains, you know, as the fighting goes on in Gaza, as the attention is off Iran and, and on uh, the fighting elsewhere. Uh, but, but I don't actually think that the U.S. response will um, detract from our ability to get a ceasefire uh, deal done. In fact, you know, you could argue that being willing to show a bit of toughness and a bit of resolve um, might be something that actually enabled us to, to do a better job of getting these types of deals done, because it may make Iran's proxies worry that, okay, perhaps now we have pushed too far.